Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. With all that's going on in the world, why are more Christians not talking about the soon return of Jesus? What are they afraid of? What are they hanging on to? In today's update, Pastor J.D. reminds you that there's nothing this world can offer you that compares to what Jesus has for you. Don't let anything get in the way of that. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 19th. 2023. Paul would say it like this, only imitate me as I imitate Christ. Follow Jesus as I follow Jesus. But don't, don't follow man. Don't follow me. Follow Him. Follow Jesus. And get to Jesus. And I think it would be good and appropriate if all of us, again myself included, would take and superimpose the template of the question before us today on everything and anything in our lives. How does blank get me to Jesus? And if so, how so? I think you might be pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly, keyword surprised how much of our time, and interesting, we all have the same amount. I'm just talking from the heart. I, I'm out of notes. I'm looking down because I don't know, sometimes the way you look at me, I just kind of like look down. I'm almost done. I'm not going to go long today. That was one of the other points, because I do have a point. I'm just sharing from my heart. I mean, we all have the same amount of time, don't we? We all have 24 hours in a day, and none of us are going to cheat that or defy that. We got 24 hours in a day, and it's the last day, and that trumpet could sound today. And all I care about right now is not what they say. I don't care about that or them or this if it doesn't get me to Jesus. Because right now we got to get to Jesus and we got to get people to Jesus and Jesus to people because we're out of time. We're out of time. Oh, there we, no, it could be in a stop. Stop, please. I, I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you, stop. Oh, we got to, the next gen, the next generation? Are you kidding me? We're the final generation. This is it. Hey, pastor, you're, uh, you're getting dangerously close to date setting. You can call me a date setter. I don't care. 
because the date has been set, the appointed time, and that time is now. Now, now, pastor, you're venting. I might be. It's a sanctified venting, though, I'll have you know. See, here's the bottom line. There's a lot of bullies out there that are trying to bully and intimidate anyone who dares take God at His Word. And you know, as I've inquired of the Lord concerning this, I can only come up with one thing, and it's that it's playing it safe and self-preservation. I hope you know that you're looking at a pastor, if I'm your pastor, and it's my privilege to be, I want you to know something about your pastor. Not too much. I just, <laughs> I want you to know this though. You got a pastor who has nothing to lose. I literally have nothing to lose because I've already lost my life in this world. I've already picked up my cross. I've died to myself. And I've let go of everything. And I'm not talking materially. I mean, certainly that is part and parcel. I'm talking about I've let go of my wife, who I love so much, my children, who I love so much, you, who I love so much, this church that I'm so profoundly privileged to pastor. I'm not trying to protect anything. I'm not trying to preserve anything. I've, I've lost everything. All I have is Jesus, and that's all I want. And all I want to do is get as many people as I can, either to Jesus or back to Jesus, while there's still time. Have I said one last thing yet? I just did. Please, this is a plea from my heart. Don't let, I'm going to put another blank in there. Don't let blank, you fill it in, steal your joy and kill your hope in the soon return of Jesus Christ. And can I add to that, just put the pedal to the metal, man, and just go for it. Are you ashamed of the gospel? I mean, what have you got to lose? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? They're going to unfriend you on Facebook. They should have un- you should have unfriended them a long time ago, if that's the case. In other words, don't please, I'm pleading with you, don't be like the church of Laodicea that basically took the temperature of the culture and acclimated to it, and it became lukewarm so much so that Jesus wasn't even in that church anymore. He's on the outside knocking on the door to come back in. He used to be there because he wants to come back in now to sup with them and them with him. You see right now, and, and Satan knows he has but a short time, right now what's happening is there is great damage being done to the body of Christ. And it comes by way of critical spirit, It comes by way of gossip, slander, rumor, false accusation, division, confusion, deception. I can keep going. I won't. 
And the common denominator with that and everything else with it is that Satan wants us to get our eyes off Jesus and his soon return for us. So how does all this get me to Jesus? Does it get me to Jesus? If so, how so? If it doesn't, don't waste your time, because you don't have time to waste. I'm only going to preach Jesus. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 9.16 said, Woe, a curse. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. I don't want these prophecy updates to just be a bunch of data. Not that I'm not going to provide data, links, resources, reports, quotes. But again, if it doesn't pass the litmus test of getting you to Jesus, I'm not going to do it. I'm not interested. And there's no more time anyway. It's just Jesus. This is to get you to Jesus, or back to Jesus, and also to light that fire in your heart to get other people to Jesus. This is why we end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation, which, you know, for all these years, every week, week in, week out, we do the ABCs of salvation, just a simple way to equip you so that you're at the ready, to give to everyone an answer that asks of the hope that you have, because they see something's different about you here. The whole world is crashing and burning, and you've got joy. I want me some of that. What's up with you? Well, what's up with me is me going up. You want to go with me? Here's how. You need Jesus. He's the only way the truth and the life, and there's no way to the Father except through Him. He's your Savior. He's the Savior of the world, which means that the world is in sin and dying in its sin, and it is. And that's the first part of the gospel. It's the bad news first. What's the bad news? You're a sinner. I like saying that with a growl. Sounds very preachery, doesn't it? You're a sinner. Of course, so am I. Paul would say, I'm chief of sinners. But there has to be that acknowledging that you are a sinner. Otherwise, why would you even have any interest in the Savior? Yeah, but I'm a good person. Well, Romans 3.10 says, you'll never be good enough. There is no one righteous, not even one, save one, Jesus the Christ, who was the only one. Well, no, but I have a a good heart. Actually, Jeremiah says, your heart's deceitfully wicked. It's so deceitful. It's lying to you, and it's so good at it that you're believing your heart lying to you, telling you it's all good. We're all good. Hey, if you just be a good person, just make sure the goods outweigh the bads. You're all good. No, you're not. You're a sinner. You were born a sinner, which is why you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. All have sinned, verse 23, Romans 3, and fall short of the glory of God. All. 
Every single one of us was born a sinner. Again, bad news first, and you have to accept it, acknowledge it, admit it, because you're going to be sentenced for it. Yeah, but I'm not guilty. No, you've already been found guilty. Now you're going to be sentenced. And what's the sentence? The death sentence for the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. Romans 6.23. That's the bad news. Now you've got my attention. You've ruined my day. You've actually ruined my life. Actually, my eternal life. You've just told me that the wages of sin is death and that I'm a sinner and I've been sentenced to death. Are you ready for the good news? Yeah, I am actually ready for the good news. What's the good news? The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice the contrast between wages and gift. We are not our own. We are purchased by a price. Jesus paid the price. How much did He pay? It cost Him everything. Cost Him His life to give us the gift of eternal life. He paid for it, and He offers it to us as a gift. You don't pay for a gift. This time of year you're already starting to think about re-gifting, I know. But this is not a re-gifting gift. This is a gift from Him to you, paid for by Him instead of you. The gift of eternal life. Now, once you've acknowledged, admitted, accepted that you're guilty, now we come to the B and it's so central and it's so simple. It's just believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is Romans 10.9. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would, and I know I illustrate it this way, but I think you know why. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would become a member of that church, sign up for that class, go through that course, get water baptized, down the list, fulfill all these requirements, will not perish but have everlasting life. Again, you understand the illustrating it that way, right? Now, believe. That's why it's a childlike faith, believing in, putting your trust in Jesus. Jesus is Lord. And then that brings us to the C. And again, the ABCs are just a way. They're not a formula. Just, it's just a simple childlike tool that you can use to bring people to Jesus. That's all you're doing, by the way. And, and you're not going to talk them into it. Nobody comes to the Lord unless the Holy Spirit leads them. Stop trying to argue them into the kingdom too, by the way. I mean, you, anyway, I'm not going to go there. Maybe I will just a, a second here. <laughs> No, I want you to think this through with me. No, seriously, I want you to think this through with me. You're going to argue them into the kingdom. If they could be talked into the kingdom, they could probably be talked out of it too. The watchman on the wall, all he has to do is warn. That's it. He's done. 
That's his only responsibility. All we do is broadcast the seed of God's Word as the farmer. Upon what type of soil it falls, that onus is not on us. See, this is the reason I'm yelling at you again is because this is the number one fear. This is the number one reason why we don't share Jesus with people. First of all, we fall and pray to the hand of the enemy who gets us to become afraid of them saying no and rejecting us and hating us. Well, they already hate you, by the way. They hate you because they first hated Jesus. Yeah, but I'm not good with rejection. You're not being rejected. And that doesn't go on your record either. If if they don't accept, you've done what you were commanded to do, called to do, responsible to do. That's all you got to do. Now, it's on them. Your hands are clean, innocent of the blood of any man, because you warned them. And by the way, Thursday night, Ezekiel 33, the warning from the watchman of what's coming. I would really encourage you lovingly to warn your family and your loved ones. Warn them that Jesus is coming and judgment is coming. Warn them. Warn them now, because it's coming now. You must warn them. So, let's say they respond, they accept, they admit, they believe in their heart. Now, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, (laughs) what comes out of the mouth is what's in the heart. Well, if I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, what's going to come out of my mouth? Jesus. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, Romans 10.9. And Romans 10.13 says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How childlike simple is that? Calling on Him, believing in Him. And today is the day of salvation. I, before we close with the but God testimony, can I just implore you, if you're here, and again, I'm not going to look at anybody. I implore you, today is the day of salvation. This thing in Israel, by the way, this is game over. We're not just in overtime to borrow a sports metaphor. This is sudden death. This is it. Oh, aren't you kind of going out on a limb? Well, if I am, it's a limb of a broom tree, so take it for what it's worth. Aren't you taking a risk? I'm going to take a risk for Jesus. I'm not going to play it safe, close to the cuff. You know, I'm not going to, because we, we really don't know. That Actually, we do know. We do know. What do you think? One-third of the Bible is for, so we will know. God wants us to know before it happens, so He tells us what's going to happen before it happens, so when it begins to happen, we know it's happening. Otherwise, how would we know? How can you be so sure? Well, I am so sure because He told me, this is how you're going to know. Whoa! This is how you're going to know. Oh, no, I know. 
I know. That's how I know. I know how it ends. I know the ending, right? That's Today's but God testimony. It's more of a testimony that I think perfectly sums up the suffering of so many people starting in 2020. It comes from Carol who writes, Aloha JD. I'll keep this short because your time is valuable. I discovered you in 2020 online from a forward, someone sent me. You were like fresh water in the desert. I woke up on March 10, 2020 in our home, which was our home for the past 20 years in Wailea, to find my husband had passed into the presence of Jesus during sleep. A 911 technician compelled me to get him on the floor to administer CPR, and in the process I fractured my back. Then COVID took off that day, and in the insanity of all this, by the grace of God and the help from my children, we found a gravesite on the north shore of Maui in which we had the last funeral allowed at the mortuary before the COVID lockdown. Fourteen days later, the family who came from the mainland left. My son urged me to join him on a flight to our home in Idaho, which my husband and I had just purchased to be near our other half of the family. My son and I were on the last flight leaving Maui as the COVID lockdown closed in. I spent months in severe pain sitting in a recliner before going near a medical facility due to the fear of COVID. After my daughter found a walk-in x-ray clinic, we discovered I had three fractured vertebras and advanced osteoporosis. By December, my pain was so intense, I had to have surgery in Boise, Idaho to help the healing process. As I sat in my recliner going through the pain of my back and the pain of my husband of 46 years passing, Someone email me your prophecy video. Finally, someone was talking about the elephant in the room. In my heart of hearts, I never trusted the experimental biological agent called a vaccine, so I watched many videos from brave medical doctors and healthcare workers, but nothing from the pulpit about COVID. Thank you for your faithfulness and truth. Your messages have been a light to us in a world who are just treading water. Remember a couple years ago when you did a message exposing the movies, TV shows, Simpsons, etc.? It was titled Programming. The intrigue is so profound. It's an exact picture of what is happening now. This is a strategic game plan by none other than the evil one. As an army brat, I lived at Fort Kamehameha on Oahu with my parents in the early 70s. I used to go to Kaneohe UCMC base to hang out with my skydive friends, which I assume would be near Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. My point is, I had to find your church in Idaho. (laughs) Thank you again for your faithfulness, gratefully and prayerfully yours. Aloha, keakua, Carol. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.